Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, Geek Freaks. I'm TC, joined as always by JJ. What's up, guys? How are you? And Toy Story. What's up? Before we get into our episode today, we're going to be talking about, we're doing our awesome 80s movie review of Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters from 1984. We want to ask you to make sure that if you're not already, please hit that subscribe button. See that little bell over there? Hit that bell button. You can, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere over here. <laughs> um, that gives you your cool. alerts. Good. So you know when we get a new episode. And, and that's a real bell. That's not a. That's not an effect. <laughs> and, you know, get add in. Uh, don't, don't do that again, please. You're making my you, – you just made my dog go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> got the bell. Pull it down. Pull it down. Uh, Sorry. And uh, and just uh, comment and uh, get involved. You know, you can, uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram and places like that at LI Comic Guys or at Don't Feed the Geeks Pasta. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take it away. We're let's talking. Let's do it. Ghostbusters, 1984. The yeah! Not any other Ghostbusters. The one that started it all. Um, I actually, before we get into it, I wrote down some fun facts about this movie. Oh, let's hear it. This is a good um, So from the entirety of the movie, what was scripted was not pretty much what you saw that came out. Almost all of it was ad-libbed by the cast. Pretty much nothing that was written for Bill Murray was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was from the script. Oh my god! So uh, it was pretty much an ad lib movie for the most part. That's uh, awesome. So this was funny too. So this was originally written by Dan Aykroyd years ago. Um, Peter Venkman was actually going to be um, what the hell's his name? Uh, John Belushi. Correct. And he died like when it was making. And I guess like when he was, it was supposed to be. So I read it was going to be like this epic thing, like in the future, where there was like you know, Ghostbusters all over the country and like there they were in like the main headquarters. It sounded pretty awesome. Like I hope they eventually do something like that because it sounded cool. But you know, the the studio decided that was a little bit too much. You know, Harold Ramis, who plays Egon, uh, he decided that, you know what, we'll get together, we'll rewrite this, him, Dan, and I think uh somebody else, I forgot who the other person was, maybe it was the guy who directed it, kind of revamped the story a little bit. Uh, um and they and they got pretty much what you know close to what what we had. And I guess the for those of you who know Slimer, he was kind of considered, you know, the the fat slob who was eating all the food. That was actually based on Belushi. So um, yeah, he was based on Belushi, and that was kind of like you know the uh, the tribute to him in that scene. And um, another thing too. So actually, so he just wanted to be the so how Ramus was originally just going to be a writer on it. But they couldn't find anybody to do Egon like the way they had envisioned. So he's like, all right, I'll just do Egon pretty much. Uh, what was the other um, fun facts that I had here? Oh, so this one. Uh, Winston originally was supposed to be portrayed by Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy turned the role down. So Winston, like, so when Eddie Murphy was involved, he was supposed to be with them from the beginning of the movie. He would have actually been the one who gets slimed by Slimer in the beginning. 
So after he decided not to, they kind of cut the role a little bit and they went with, um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, what, what's this guy's name on the other side? I can't, it's, I'm drawing a blank. I'm oh, sorry. um, Ernie, Ernie, uh, Ernie Hudson. There Ernie you Hudson. Go. Yeah. I just needed the help with the first name. Yep. Yep. So then they went with Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson says he, he loved the role and everything. He goes, Feel like they cut my character a little short because <laughs> <laughs> I guess you read the original script that was um, was supposed to be Eddie's um, character. Okay. Um, oh, so another fun fact here: Do you guys know? Well, you guys might know, but do you know what the name of the ghost is in the Ghostbusters like uh, theme, like the uh, the image, the Ghostbuster image? No. It his name is Moogly. Moogly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Really? I, I yeah. actually didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. So that's his name. Okay. Um, so, and I think a lot of this was like loosely based on like some haunted house experiences Dan Aykroyd had as a kid, like growing up in like Canada or something like that. I think he lived in like a farmhouse. Uh, I'm curious if this new movie that's going to come out um, dives into like some of that stuff. Uh, well, it, and, it's a, doesn't it take place on a farm? This newer stuff? Yeah, this new one. So maybe maybe they might steal a little bit from that. Um, so the last piece of like fun fact stuff I have here and anyone who's actually seen the movie that movies that made us will know this. So a lot of the scenes where they use the name Ghostbusters was actually filmed twice because during the filming of this, they were fighting with filmation who you guys might know they did. There was a Ghostbusters cartoon called Ghostbusters. It was by filmation. It wasn't a very good cartoon, but hey, they had the right. So they were literally fighting like the whole way up until like when the movie was supposed to be released to get the name Ghostbusters. So I guess they were using Ghost Breakers and there might've been like another name that they were also using in at the same time. So a lot of the scenes were like, even like the end scene where they're like, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. They were also saying, all right, now you have to do Ghost Breakers. Ghost <laughs> so like a lot of those scenes had to be filmed twice, but luckily they originally eventually got the, uh, the name and it's obviously Ghostbusters. That's funny. There you go. Hey, I got two more. Can I add? So absolutely, this, this film did receive two Oscar nominations uh, during the fifty seventh Academy Awards. Uh, they did lose, but it was more for visual effects and stuff like that, which is, I mean, that's huge for a movie like this back in nineteen eighty four. That's great. Um, and then last, I mean, I'm surprised. Maybe you knew this t TC, uh, but who was the other guy that read for uh, Bankman's character? Um, there was a few people I, I forgot. I, I, I so, didn't add it in, but was it like Harrison Ford or something? So this person, um, this person, because he's a fast talker and very sarcastic on the Steve screen. Gutenberg? He, uh, he read the part and was cast at the time, but then Bill Murray yeah. came in and expressed interest on it and said, I'm going to do this now. And the other guy. Was it Steve Gutenberg? It was, uh, no, it was not. It was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Really? I heard Michael Keaton. Wow, Michael Keaton was one of them. Um, Steve Gutenberg was interested as well, but I think around the same time he got Police Academy. So there was mm. a few people who like showed serious interest in the uh, in the Bankman character for sure. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. I did not know that at the time when I was reading this yeah. that uh, that he read for it and was cast at the time. That's pretty cool. So JJ, you had mentioned something. You know they. They, that they got nominated for, um, you know, a special effects award. How do you think the movie stands the test of time? And like in, in terms of like FX and stuff like that, 
Like, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I, I think this set the tone for what we got now. I mean, if you think about, you know, because there were no, I mean, back then, I think ghost movies were more of like sheets of guys coming up, <laughs> and, you know, smoke and mirrors and stuff like that. I mean, this this was, you know, Slimer at the time. I mean, he was a puppet where yeah. they, they took him and, you know, put the green, you know, glow in the dark on him and. And went that route, and here we had you know zombies at the time, you know as a cab driver, yeah. You know, so that 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 was I would I would think that that was new back in the day, um, and I think you know what we see now came from that. Yeah, the the practical effects in this were actually fantastic. Any any of the special effects, I mean, like the Zool and the Gatekeeper, like some of that dog stuff, like the yeah. capture, like you can tell that that's like a little dated, but it doesn't look bad. Like it doesn't, no. it doesn't like you could tell it was like state of the art at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, I watched it and I was just like, it doesn't feel like I'm watching like something like, oh my God, like cringeworthy in terms yeah. of like graphics and like FX and stuff. I like agree. That. It's definitely not quite cringeworthy yeah. and it's definitely good for the time. The, yeah, the, only, um, the only problem now with these type of movies from back then and with these with these FX, with these visual effects and stuff like that is, you know, we have our screens are more higher definition, very crisp and everything. You notice so imperfections. You notice more. everything. Just like, you know, yeah. the, the scene where, you know, the Ghostbusters come up to the hotel at the very end and, you know, the ground opens up and the cars are turning and the yeah. whole street opens up. And you'll notice that when the cars are, you know, when the street is moving up, you know the what was supposed to be dirt. It's more of like brown sheets, like bed <laughs> sheets, and you can see it moving. It's supposed to be dirt, but you see it moving to hide all the animatronics. Um, so I miss that. <laughs> it's 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 you pick this stuff up because your screens are so big now, and it, it's just it's very funny. And same thing with the acting. I mean, you know, yeah, because your screens are so big, and you can see the people in the background. You know. I know that there's bloopers out there, you know, you know, some of these extras that were in the background, you know, jumping for joy when they're supposed to be, you know, upset. And there's a scene where, you know, when the, when the ground is opening up, you know, there's a girl right in the, right in the front, young girl, probably in her twenties, younger. And she just faints. She falls down and faints. And you're like, why did she do that? (laughs) Like it was, it was so funny to see, you know, you you pay more attention to what's going on in the background. Yeah. And you were just wondering, what were these people doing? Another fun fact: one of the people in the background, I couldn't see where he was, but apparently Ron Jeremy was also one of the extras in the really? background during that scene. Oh wow! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, are there any like? I mean, I got to be honest. Like for me, this is like one of Bill Murray's like greatest roles. I love him in this. Like the the cast just together, like him, Dan Aykroyd. The chemistry is insane. Uh, the chemistry is so is so great, and I think that a lot of that comes from the ad living. You know, because oh, it wasn't scripted, it, does, it, it, like very, it doesn't feel scripted because it, it wasn't scripted. Right. It was very off the cuff for sure. Do you guys think anybody kind of like stole the scene? Like, you know, st- you kind of stole the show or like. I'm not going to say stole the show, but my the, the most um, most enjoyable scenes for me were with the guy um, with Rick Moranis. It, it's funny that you said that because I was thinking the same thing. Um, Rick Moranis is. Um, oh, my God. When he's when uh, he's having that party and he's like just talking, talking and he's introducing. Uh, oh, yeah. This is someone. So this is Betty Veronica. He makes fifteen thousand dollars. Small town insurance. Who's, yeah. uh, and he's got fifteen thousand dollars left on their mortgages at eight <laughs> percent. What? <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah, he's like everyone's personal Tully. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Tully. Oh my god. Um, I, I that that was the character that I was like most excited to see whenever he came on screen. 
Oh yeah, he's de- he did such a great job. And-, and you know, he's like that with any movie. Like when he when you see him in a movie back in that time frame, like he is on point. Like he he fits every character that he plays. Everything from you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids to yeah. to that. To, you know, it just he's such a great actor, and I I, <laughs> I can't wait to see more from him. And more another fun fact: so another person who was up for that role was actually John Candy. I believe it. Who was you also know, on that um, uh, Canadian uh, variety show with them as well, with, know, um, with Rick Moranis. Yeah, and they were all part of, I mean, I don't know about Rick Moranis, but I mean, he was part of Saturday Night Live also. So, I mean, all, all these guys came from Saturday Night Live. Oh, well, yeah. I think Harold Ramis wrote for them at some point. Yeah. Bill Murray was from it. I think Chevy Chase was up for a role that he wound up not getting. Obviously, Dan Aykroyd was a part of it too. But, you know, it was like, you know, these were like, huge comedians at the time. I mean, even Eddie Murphy, you know, when he was up for the role of Winston, you know, he was at the time, I think just coming off of um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And, you know, even, even the locations scenes for this movie, I mean, you can still go to a lot of these today. I mean, you you got the the New York public library, you got the firehouse, which is still operational. It has a huge, um, it has a huge thing on the ground. They have a huge painted thing. Of yep. the Ghostbuster symbol on the ground, and their trucks have the Ghostbuster symbol on them. If you ever see That's the trucks, awesome. they do have that on there too. I mean, it's, it, cool. and, and this is what's great about this movie is you can actually go to these little filming locations, and there they are. You know, I don't know about the hotel, but everything else. Yeah, I think some of it was so where they stayed. I think the outside was somewhere in Central Park West, but like the top was someplace in St. Louis. Uh, they filmed most of it between like L.A. and and New York. Yeah. Uh, so JJ, did you have like a someone who stole the show or um, an I underrated did, uh, character? Underrated, I, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, man. I, I, I wanted more screen time from him. More. Screen yeah, I'm surprised time. like how how iconic he is and how little he's in it. You know, it's, it's crazy. As a kid, I always forgot like he was in that movie. I know he's such a great. I I'd, I'd like to see more from him. Him just stopping down. It's the almost road. like the Boba Fett of this movie, right? Thank you. And, you I feel know, like Boba Fett's in it plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish he got more screen time. I'd like to have seen him stomp on a car or, or do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's I like that character. It was fun. And, I, so, and it, you know, and, and if you watch part two to this movie, I mean, you know, his it was this, it was you know the Statue of Liberty was his equivalent to that. It just wasn't as good. I mean, bring yeah. back the states up, state plus most, no man. Well, the, the the Statue of Liberty was more on like a tool that they use. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about favorite scenes? Do we have any favorite scenes? Mine's probably going to be like unexpected, I think. Go ahead. Um, mine is actually the opening scene with Peter Venkman where mm. he's doing like that psychology test or like the uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a really good one. Test. I love that. That was mine. That that's was a really mine. good one. That's a good I, one. I love that scene where he's like basically flirting with the girl and like he zaps the guy even after he gets like the answer. Right? Yeah. I just, I always love that part. Like, I love I the mean, part where, where his gum falls out. He's like, Stop doing that. And the gum falls. <laughs> he's like, Keep your five bucks. Because <laughs> I will. He's just great in that movie. I mean, Bill Murray is just like, this was like Bill Murray at the height of Bill Murray. Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. I know people love Stripes and he's great in Stripes too, but he's just like, he, he has probably less lines in it, but they hit even harder. I heard like behind the scenes, like when they were, um, the girl who plays like the villain at the end, I mean, what's her name? A uh, Gozer. Um, it was played by this like 
a foreign woman. Um, and she said, like, she was supposed to say something and it sounded like prostitutes and like donuts. And he goes, no, no, we don't have any prostitutes and donuts here or something like that. And they're like, all right, we're probably gonna have to voice over this, this woman. So he basically like shamed her into getting voiced over at that point. I don't think that was really a bad scene in the movie. I mean, it, the whole thing flowed great. I mean, it was just everything was comedic. I mean, it just—it's your typical '80s movie, you know. I don't. I know mean, that, that, that's a great point. Like, if I were to think of a part that like didn't fit in the movie, I don't know if I could think of one. It's funny because sometimes I think like like which was from part one and which was part two, and then there's just like there's always good parts in this. There's just nothing that like seemed out of place it was just really well done I, I i mean i love i mean i do love the second one too but i i love this movie so much it was like mm-hmm. it's such a it's an iconic movie for it sure. really is, yeah. out of all the movies we've done this is definitely like the biggest movie we've probably reviewed mm-hmm. so far we've done a lot of like under the radar movies this is like a major one for sure and, sure. the other, and the other fantastic actress we got is annie potts i mean she was fantastic uh, she's another one and she's she's just she was great in this, and you know, maybe I'd like to see more flirting with with uh, with Egon. You know? uh, so it's she, funny they said that that was like originally part of the script. They were supposed to develop a lot more of like chemistry because they allude in this in this new movie that they those two got together and had a kid because this that woman in the new movie is supposed to be the the daughter of Egon and. And uh, her, because Annie Potts is in is in the new movie. Is she? Yeah, there's oh, a scene good. I saw with her in oh, it. So, uh, yeah, she was actually she was fantastic in it. And that villain, so the guy who played uh, Peck, right? Um, the guy from the EPA. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he's such a like he's been like nailed a bit. I guess like he like yelled at someone or like he like got mad at Dan Aykroyd after he saw him or something like that. And he goes like, "Oh hey, how you doing?" He goes, "Great." I was like, I just got yelled at by a bunch of kids on a bus, and they were all calling me dickless. <laughs> That's probably my second favorite scene in the movie. That's my favorite scene. That's what I was going to say. Oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. It's- yeah, that's, that's the one I've remembered. from. I, like, I've, I've seen this movie years ago, you know, and yeah. this was the first time I rewatched it in a while. But that's the one scene that I always remember. Yeah, like, uh, and I'll say it. So, so anyone who's uh, under the age of, like, 13, you may want to close your ears, but – he Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, everything was going fine until Dickless here turned off the power source. <laughs> and then I forgot who asked, is this true? And you know, Bill Murray's just like, Yes, it's true. This man, this has, man has been that had to have been Adlib. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Oh my god. He's so, just so good. Let me let's go back here real quick. Cause isn't doesn't the second movie now? I don't want to go too much into the second movie, but doesn't Annie Potts and Rick Moran's character get together in that? Yeah, so it goes in a different direction. So they kind of abandoned that storyline. So I hopefully it kind of you know clears up what happens in the okay. new movie. But yeah, you're 100 percent right, JJ. Interesting. Um, yeah, that whole office scene with the mayor and the the eminence, like oh, I, I love that. That's just I would, like a great scene. I would have loved to have been in that just to hear with the, like what was going on because you know you've got people <laughs> you've got people there that are acting who. You know, I would think that the guys that, you know, the Ghostbuster guys, most of those guys, they, they can ad lib all this stuff. Because yeah. they're used to doing it on Saturday Night Live. But then you got these other actors who are probably not too hip on doing that. Like, there must have been some clashes or just, not clashes, but just laughing, laughing all the time. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Like, character breaks. Can't hold your composure. Yeah, like, how many different, like, takes, right? Takes are completely different from what we got on screen. 
Yeah. Oh man, I would have loved to see the the gag reel on that. I'll tell yeah. you that much. For real. The, oh, but yeah, that was a great scene too. Um, <laughs> so and, and another one. It's funny. So before and there's just so many fun facts about this. So I don't know if you realize this, but so that guy who played Peck, he was also the bad guy. He was like the journalist in Die Hard. Yes. Who, also is in this movie is Reginald um, Johnson, I believe is his name, who plays like the cop who says Ghostbusters, like the mayor wants to see you, who's the guy from Family Matters, who this guy I think has played a cop in every role he's ever been in. He's also a cop in Die Hard as well. He's the guy outside on the phone with him, which is another movie we have to review. Maybe that would be the Christmas movie we review this year. But um, yeah, like it's just like another like character actor. Like you see so many people in this and it's just like, you know, I, I think even Larry King shows up in this like, it's just like so many people. I mean, we haven't even touched on Sigourney Reaver. Like Sigourney Reaver no. is great in this too. She's fantastic. Uh, so great people. Another but, one, uh, and she, again, that's somebody who doesn't fit in the in the you know the Saturday Night Live role. You know, and here we got you know, I don't think she she could have ad lived a lot of that. I, so it's funny because I guess she had done some like um, comedy stuff when she was younger, and she like done some performances, and like she's was so much the reason she wanted to do it is like oh i'm always in the serious stuff and like you know i i really enjoy doing you know comedy stuff and that's kind of like why she wanted to do this role and i guess she um she changed like some of the lines too like i guess the line where she calls him like oh you're more like a game show host it, like the line was different but she's like ah, i feel like game show host feel, fits this because i think it was like originally supposed to be, oh you're more like a used car salesman she's like oh, no, yeah. you're, she's like you're more like a, a game show host and it's funny because in the second one he becomes a game show host which yeah. is great <laughs> um so let's talk about like the phenomenon that this happens like you know the effect it has on pop culture I mean, you know, it's still to this day, if someone says the words, you know, says, you know, poses the question, who are you going to call? Like, I say Ghostbusters right away. Yeah, of course. Or, you know, this is like, Everybody, 30, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know, 36 that. years later, like, you know, you can't ask who you're going to call and like not get that answer. And, but, and that's all. Um, and that's all from the, you know, the 84 hit by Ray Parker, you know? Yeah. You know, that the song goes. Well, there's even more people in that movie. I think John can't like people who didn't make it into the movie who were interested in the movie. I think wound up making it into that that music video. video. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, like it it had a seven season cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, which I loved. I probably watched that like crazy. Egon was always my favorite character growing up. I don't know what it was about Egon, but I loved Egon on the cartoon and this. Like the toys they had, they had so many toys. I mean, like you know. Um, Stranger Things touches on this, but being a Ghostbuster as a kid, like that was like a must. Like everybody wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Everybody wanted to have a proton pack. I had a proton pack. The thing that always got away from me that I never got that I wanted was a trap. And it was just like that was the thing that you couldn't find. And I remember there was kids who had it. It's like, you bastard, you have the trap. I wanted the trap. I did have the Ghostbusters house though, with like the ooze you poured down through the top and like that stuff like turned hard and it flaked off the thing for the rest of the life of the Ghostbusters house. <laughs> but I mean, there was just so many like things that came out of it. I mean, you know, a sequel, obviously, I don't even know if they wanted to do a sequel, but I mean, I love the sequel, you know, maybe we'll have to do that one day too. But Janusz, like the, the weird like European guy in that. I, and I feel like that movie is actually scarier and they said oh they went with a lighter tone i was like no way i feel like Vigo wow. was much scarier than um the girl at the end of the, this one and like it was like stay puffed it was just like i definitely got a scarier vibe from the second one 
So I was a little older when this movie came out. I think I was like 13, 14 yeah, years really. old. So I like I didn't have I didn't play with the toys. I knew that they were out there, but that wasn't my thing. And you know, I, I knew that the costumes they had for the kids. I, you know, but I what I do remember is the the high C ecto coolers. Yes. Which, yes. you know, that and again, you know, we had food merchandise off a movie. I mean, these were a huge hit. And then, you know, eventually high C stopped making them and you know, people were scrambling trying to get these things like and they finally they're bringing them back from what i understand so people for years were trying to like make these on their make it on their own matt did you ever were they still hanging around when you were a kid like that ecto cooler from oh yeah of course it was everywhere yeah halloween costumes everywhere yeah no but yeah but the actual drink though from high c oh that i have no idea i've never seen oh Yeah, yeah, it was like a green, like high C. Do you know what high C is? Like the juice. Yeah, I know high C. I've never seen the Ghostbusters. There's one called Ecto Cooler, and like Slimer was on the box, and like people are like love this stuff. Like they're like people like try to find the recipe and make it at home, and I I think it's finally making a comeback. It's coming back. Yep, that's that's awesome. Did it taste differently? Um, it was kind of like an orange, like lime, like it it was like definitely a citrus flavor, but it was just green. Like the color was actually green. That's yeah, yeah and over the years we've had comic books. You know, IDW was very successful in their comic book line of the Ghostbusters. Uh, there's a lot out there, and and the video game market on this. I mean, there's been a lot of video games from the Atari all the way up until now. You know, the, the uh, I played the arcade, the arcade games at a uh, arcade. The times. arcade games. Yep. Oh, is there an arcade game at arcade? There's at one of the arcades. I don't remember which one. Oh wow! Like I don't remember playing that one. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely had, like, a huge effect on culture. I mean, even, like, you know, the car. Like, the car is pro- in the 80s was probably as big as, you know, the other vehicles, like the Batman vehicle. I mean, you know, JJ, I'm sure you saw uh, oh, yeah, an Ecto-1 like at uh, Eternal Con recently. And that's, and that's the other yeah. thing. They've got their own, you know, cosplay groups, like, the you know, the Star Wars 500 first, you know. It's, it's a huge community. And, you know, these are people – and some of these people are – Young, younger than me, younger than you know the Toy Story here. Um, it's good to see that that you know these younger kids are dressing up like Ghostbusters here in 2021. Yeah, from, I, I, from 1984. I mean, it's funny that those kids in Stranger Things dressed up, and now one of them is going to be in a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty surreal when you think about stuff like that. It's totally. It's actually awesome. But yeah, I mean, th- th- this is just such a fantastic movie. Definitely the best one that we've watched so far. Uh, do you guys have a grade, or do you have? Oh well, before we get into that, does anybody else want to say anything about the movie? I don't think so. I think we hit it on the, the nail. Um, yeah, I think that I'm sick of the song. That's the only thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. You I, like I can't say. I can't. I've heard that song so many times. Uh, I, can't, I can't stand it anymore. No, I, <laughs> I, I think the song is great. Yeah, I don't. And, I'm not tired of it. And, and, and you know, when my when when my kids hear like if it's on my you know my my serious radio, like they'll sing along to it. Like the, it's, it's it's great. It's, it's great. I'm just it's like, like yeah. it's iconic. You know, and it's totally it's, totally iconic. I mean, Noelle's never seen the movie, but she knows the song. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. So, Toy Story. How about you go first with the grade this time, since I went uh, with something else before. Uh, it's a classic. It set the stage for so much to come after it. I feel like it's a movie I could watch over and over. Um, I can't give it any less than a nine. I feel like nine out. Nine out. Nice. Okay. You know, it's it's a classic. I grew up with it. 
I remember seeing it in the in the theater uh, back in '84 in right here locally in Massapequa, the Sunrise Mall. I remember <laughs> seeing it there. Um, you know, I, I go with a nine six on this one because you know it's it's a movie that I, I grew up with. I've seen it so many times. It's one of those movies. If you're channel surfing and it's there, you you have to turn it on. You have to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, my grade's just a little hair lower. I'm going with 9-2, so kind of in the middle of both of you. I'd Did you not pick 9-4 just because you hate 9-4? And probably, I pick, that's if, probably why. <laughs> I, on, my, on my grade list, I have a 9-4, but I know you don't like 9-4, and I'm like, I'm not going to give it a 9-4. I'm going to give it a 9-6. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go like, down. I'm going to go up. You know what? I'm going to give it a 9-4. <laughs> it's it's it's. I mean, it's almost perfect. I mean, maybe there's like cer- certain things that, you know, don't, you know, just keep it from that nine, eight level. But I mean, I-, I love this movie. If it's on, I'm watching it. I mean, I mean, I love the second one too. Like my, my little brother who now he's 21, uh, he used to refer to the Ghostbuster two movie as the baby movie. Like as a baby, he would watch this constantly. I was like, this is a scary movie. And like, he would watch that in the mummy, like constantly as a kid. So, um, you know, I just love both those movies, and you know, it's a great freaking franchise. I can't wait for this new movie to come out, and that's kind of like what kind of inspired us to do uh, this movie as um, you know, as a review. So uh, yeah, I I, you... I, I want to see this. I want to watch Ghostbusters two now. I have to because we've watched this one, and yeah, I've never uh, seen two, so I gotta watch it. I will oh, never you definitely ever... have to watch it. It's really good. It's yeah. it's a fun movie. I will never watch that reboot movie with the girls. That will never be on my watch. I just heard it was like so, so like bad, like you know, it's like harmful to the legacy, kind of. Yeah, I don't care if like they want to try something new with girls. That's not my issue. But like, do it well. I heard it was like they it's made just it not more good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. And and let us know. Like, reach out to us if you've never seen it. Watch it. Let us know. Absolutely. Um, if you have different thoughts about the movie, or if there's a favorite scene you had, or a favorite character. You know, let us know. We're, we're, we're excited to hear that. That's kind of, you know, one of the reasons why we want to do um, these movie reviews. And, you know, it, get, it lets us revisit movies that we've loved or maybe have never seen um, mm-hmm. from the past. But, um, you know, we like, uh, we like sharing our thoughts with it with you guys as well. So um, that's it for me. Do you guys have anything else? No. no. I, I would have to say, who are you going to call? Don't be the geeks.